Hey guys, and welcome to the Clean Simple Free Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Fox. This is episode 87, and it's the last episode of season four. I'm going to be taking a summer break until August 31st, so if there are some episodes you missed, you have plenty of time to go back and revisit those. Meanwhile, I have a ton of interviews to conduct, so there will be lots of new guests and new topics, and I will see you again at the end of August. This week's episode is all about haul culture, those videos that you see of influencers showing off their shopping spree hauls that make you say, hey, I'd like to buy that too. Plus, I dive into stats surrounding storage facilities in the U.S. and much more. This episode will make you rethink the way you shop and store things. Stick around! Today I want to talk about haul culture. I'm sure you've seen videos of someone showing off their latest haul, that's H-A-U-L, like hauling a bunch of items that people have purchased from a single retailer. When I think of these videos, I tend to think fashion, people going on a large fashion shopping spree, but influencers and people on social media in general can have any product be the focus of their video. It can definitely be clothing, but they can also be showing makeup or beauty products, household items, jewelry, even school supplies, basically any large collection of merchandise. You can go on TikTok or YouTube right now and see videos of influencers showing off their latest purchases from a shopping spree. According to Wikipedia, this trend really started taking off way back in 2008 through 2016. That was sort of the height of its popularity, but honestly, I still see these videos come up in my feed all the time. Usually the person making the video will be recommending that their followers go out and buy some of these products, especially because it's common that it's a paid recommendation, meaning these video creators are being paid to say good things about the products and they receive commission whenever their follower base makes a purchase. So really it works to their benefit in two ways because they get content for a video and they also get commission from any viewers who like the products enough to go out and purchase them. In a different variation, someone might simply be showing off what they bought in order to attract more views and attention. So you might type in Sephora haul on YouTube and find someone who wasn't paid to make the video. They just went to Sephora, bought a lot of things and made a video showing off what they brought home. I have to admit, it's really enthralling to watch these sorts of videos, especially if it's a company you're interested in purchasing from. I can definitely see the appeal of sitting down and watching a video of someone showing off hundreds of dollars worth of cosmetics or clothing or whatever the item may be. There's something satisfying about it, kind of like unboxing videos. I don't know if those are still really big, but several years ago they were huge, you probably remember. It's kind of neat to watch somebody unbox their purchases or show off their new stuff, and it makes the viewer feel like they're vicariously shopping through the video. They're fun to watch, and I have nothing against these kinds of videos or the people who create them. However, where it starts to get dicey is when people are just purchasing as much as they can fit into their cart for the amount their budget allows in order to have the most impressive video. Very often, this is not always the case, but quite often, these types of hauls will come from fast fashion retailers and will consist of micro trends that are going to be out of style in a month or two. And while fast fashion retailers may have cute clothes at great prices that make for really eye-catching videos with a lot of stuff, 
But as sustainable shoppers or people who at least try to shop mindfully, we should be watchful of this trend, or at the very least, we should just be made aware of it. There's a huge online fast fashion retailer that I'm really hesitant to name drop, but I'm sure a lot of you will be able to figure out who it is. This particular company sells clothes and accessories at just a few dollars a piece. Most of their items are less than $20 and they are terrible in terms of their ethics and how they affect everyone up and down the supply chain. They have very little transparency when it comes to how their materials are sourced. A lot of their workers are reported to work like 75 to 80 hour work weeks. And in some articles I've read that they drop up to 6,000 new styles per day. It's really difficult for me to believe that you can churn out that amount while being sustainable or ethical. And even though I refuse to say the name of this particular retailer, you can substitute any fast fashion company that you know of. And if you type in their brand name, followed by the word haul, you'll find hundreds of results. I just typed in fast fashion retailer haul 2022 to make sure that this info is still current and trending. And yeah, there are countless videos that come up as a result from this month alone when I typed that into a search engine. And these hauls are usually huge. The amount of clothes that you can get for $200, $500, or $1,000 admittedly makes for a very impressive video. And it's become really commonplace to see how much you can get for a certain dollar amount and make a video about it. We have to think about the impacts of these videos. I suppose this topic is technically only relevant if you're thinking about creating a haul video of your own, but I think it's interesting to discuss and important to be made aware of. The way that we view supporting companies like this is a little bit problematic. Again, I hold nothing against the creators of these videos, and I really hope this isn't coming off as critical. I think you guys know me better than that by now. But I think as a society, we should be conscious of the effects that videos like this gaining popularity will have on our planet and on all the people who work for these companies and are severely underpaid and mistreated and overworked. It's so easy to see an item on a clothing rack or on a website and to look at the price tag and say, oh wow, this is only $6.99 and make your purchase and go on about your day. But we have to think about the true cost of purchasing fast fashion beyond just the price tag. The workers are paying for it with their time and their labor. And some of these places, business practices are making the planet pay for it in terms of how the materials are sourced, and it's important that we do our research before making the decision to support fast fashion companies. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. And welcome back to the episode. I have another thought on this. If you actually need to go on a shopping spree, like let's say you lost your makeup bag and you have to buy all new products, or you've changed clothing sizes or styles and have completely revamped your wardrobe, you might as well film what you got if you're excited about it and you want to share it with your social media audience. But maybe we can think about shopping a little more sustainably and showing off a haul of 10 pieces instead of 50. And maybe pieces that are purchased from a retailer that treats their workers better, has a better impact on the planet, and is filled with things that are timeless and not just pieces for a micro trend. It's just something to think about. There's also the question of after the haul video is created, where are these people storing everything? I often wonder that. I wonder, do they put everything from that $1,000 haul right into their closet? 
Are they actually going to wear everything? Or do they give it away to friends, resell it, or does it end up in a landfill? It just seems like a lot of stuff. And as someone who tries to live with less, it's something I often wonder about. I have a friend who has a YouTube channel that focuses on reviewing fragrances. Candles, wax melts, Glade plugins. If it's something to make your home smell good, it's very likely she's done a review on it. Her YouTube channel is called Fragrance Therapy, if you'd like to check it out. And her reviews are really thorough. She talks about how long the fragrance lasts, how good it is at wafting throughout your home, how accurate the scent is to the way it's described on the label. It's really cool and very informative. Well, one time I was over at her place and we were discussing the topic of this episode. We were talking about hall culture and she showed me some of her fragrances that were stored in a drawer in her living room. She explained that she had purchased these for a video she posted recently showing all of these beautiful candles stacked up in a big, impressive arrangement, and she told me about how once she was finished reviewing this stack of candles, she was going to take a break from reviewing anything new for a little bit until she could figure out practical ways to use up all these scents that she had accumulated. And she mentioned seeing other people who did product reviews having a separate bedroom in their home to store all of their product. And I bet depending on the size of your house or apartment, you could probably keep filling that room until it was just absolutely full. But then you just have a room filled with clutter. And my friend and I started discussing, you know, when it gets to that point, do people just buy a bigger space to live in? And this does not just have to apply to haul videos or product reviews. I think this is a valid question for all of us to ask ourselves. If we had more space, would we then have more stuff? Maybe the reason my personal art supply collection isn't bigger is because I don't have enough space for it. If I had multiple bedrooms to fill with whatever I wanted, would I actually have an art room? And would I stock up more often on art supplies if they were on sale? Would I go out and buy more? Would I keep things that I have donated in the past several months just because I would have the proper place to store them? It's something to think about in terms of how we use our space. If we have empty shelves in our bathroom cabinets, does it mean that that's an opportunity for us to go out and buy more beauty products? It was a really interesting discussion that she and I had, and I love thinking about hypotheticals like this because it helps frame things better as I continue to live minimal or clutter-free. I think it's important for us to discuss things like this to help us be conscious of our shopping habits and even how we store things. Speaking of how we store things, did you know that roughly 1 in 10 people in the U.S. are renting a storage unit? That number is crazy. That's 10% of the population. And that number is according to Neighbor.com, which is the leading peer-to-peer -peer storage operator in the United States that researches and compiles U.S. self-storage industry stats and data. There are a lot of surprising facts about storage units, including that the self-storage industry is worth $39.5 billion annually, costs over $88 monthly on average, and there are 50,523 storage units in the United States. According to Neighbor, and I quote, to help put the total number of U.S. self-storage facilities into perspective, there are more facilities than the U.S.'s combined count of Starbucks, McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, Pizza Hut, and Wendy's restaurants. 
I think it's safe to say that as a nation, we have a problem and that problem is we have too much. And part of it is because of things that incentivize shopping, like commercials that promise us a glamorous life when we buy a certain product, or influencers showing off their latest and greatest haul in a video. These things are fun, advertisements are cool and eye-catching, and yes, haul videos are advertisements too when they're promoted by paid partnerships, and shopping can be really fun and give you a rush of dopamine that makes you feel good. But if we are struggling so much with all this extra stuff, that one in 10 of us are spending over $1,000 a year on storage units because we don't have enough room for all our things, maybe it's time that we put away the credit card and step back and evaluate the things that we're storing and the way that we're shopping. That wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, thank you so much for being a listener, even if it's your first time listening to this podcast, or if you've tuned in since day one, I want you to know that you are appreciated. And if you're one of my financial supporters that provides donations starting at just 99 cents per month, you are very, very extra appreciated. I'm thinking about designing some merch for you guys, some stuff that won't clutter you up. I'm thinking maybe stickers or some eco reusable tote bags, but I'll have to look into how the materials are sourced and make sure it's eco-friendly, of course. If you have any questions, if you want to say hi, or if you're like, hey, why haven't you talked more about this topic? Reach out to me by email at clean.simple.free at gmail.com or drop me a DM on Instagram at clean.simple.free. That's going to do it. Have a great summer and remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when life is simplified, your mind will feel free. I'll see you soon.